Good evening, everybody. Episode 55 um, of So What's Been Happening. It's an exciting night. Demons make the finals for the first time in quite some time. And most importantly, minor premiership to kick it off. So, that, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better season from my boys. So I'm going to dedicate this show to the Mighty Demons for now. Uh, but there's some other good news uh, that's come out of the week, and it's not lockdown. It's uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it as good news for now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him up shortly. Um, but what a circus! But talk about make me laugh. Um, and that's exactly exactly what I wanted to hear and have today. After a few uh, distractions regarding record or not record COVID numbers, but high COVID numbers in Melbourne. Um, the race to the thousand was on between Buddy Franklin and New South Wales. Uh, for their COVID cases in New South Wales, got the chocolates in the thousand cases, um, sadly. So they're up to a thousand cases a day, which is small in relation to uh, the rest of the world, but it's a big number uh, still to try and bring down. So it's going to be a little while before they get open, um, although they're arguing differently. So let's uh, let's see what happens. But what we're going to do to kick it off is we're going to start with our famous. Number 55s. How are you, mate? Welcome to the finals, mate. I'm a very happy boy. It uh, might be since 2004 since we won one, but bugger it, we got in there. Uh, nice to smack the pies on the way through. Uh, good to see Richmond didn't make it. Uh, good to see Carlton being the flaming mess they are. Uh, yeah, love it. Good work to your boys. Nice to see. Hopefully it's another one of those um, long droughts that we can get rid of. If it's not my team, uh, in all honesty, hopefully it's yours, mate. But uh, until then, it's all about these red and black boys for me. Yeah, look, it's an ex- absolutely exciting time. We'll dig dig a little bit deeper into the Bombers and the Demons uh, shortly. But, oh, mate, I'm pinching myself that it's finals week. I haven't experienced this for quite some time, mate. I know it's only been a few years for us, but we kind of went in and went out in straight sets and um, we... We were up and down a couple of times, and I actually genuinely think, as nervous as I am, that we've for legitimately got a chance this time. So it's there's a long way to go yet, and we'll talk about that shortly. Um, but this is you how we the, got there. You've missed a 55, I think. Go for it, mate. Give us it. Now, I know that, I know that we don't like people on steroids, but did Barry Bonds wear 55? 
I think you might be right, mate. I saved that one for you. Yep. Yeah. You got to Kimber in there. Good to see. I was very happy yeah, with that. Yeah, uh, look, probably probably arguably the best 55 and what he did for the NBA and over so many clubs and um, just a superstar, to be honest. I think, I think if, the... if, if Barry Bonds didn't eat half a price line in steroids, I reckon he probably <laughs> would have carried as the best 55 of all time. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it's a very, very eclectic list, that one. It was good. Well, I suppose has there ever been a a 55 that's taken more drugs? Probably not. So, especially 55 <laughs> I, that's, that's uh, swept under 50, the carpet. I think he took 55 prescriptions at one time instead of just the one. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Talk, it was the worst-kept secret, wasn't oh, it? Um, absolutely. Him and Lance. Wow. Yes. Um, one thing, let's uh, let's bring him up. But this this has made me smile, fair to say. And uh, um, you know, one one thing we talk about is whether the demons are getting ahead of themselves. But the self-titled Monty Meandra used to affectionately used to be known as Glenn Curran. So we're gonna we're gonna get away from that now, and it's just going to be known as the Monty Meandra uh, outright now. He's uh he's taking on a new style, a new look. He's what definitely f- getting ahead of himself. What's Let's he doing? How are you, Cubs? Good evening, boys. How are we? The Monty Meandra strikes again. <laughs> well, I think it's more. I think more Rick Astley. I would have thought. Like Carper calls missing a rug, Glenn. <laughs> Before what we go any further, like all good things, mate. I like to thank my makeup assistant. Jody Briggs with the hair and the wand got the hair spot on. The glasses are my own touch, but I think, look, it takes years off me, mate, so I'm pretty happy with it. So I know the uh, we started with 55 as a number 55, and talk about old 55. You've gone back in style there. Not, probably not, not purposely, but it's uh, it's come up as great timing. One of the best things I saw was, was this – Lovely picture. I mean, have a look at this man. <laughs> well, look exactly at this right. Man. I've gone new lit next level, mate. Now do us do are... us a favour. Give us a shout out to the to the great hairdresser. Who who's pulled this off during lockdown? <laughs> Can I tell you the great hairdresser, mate? You were looking at the great hairdresser. Oh, it is no. called the the lack of COVID haircuts, mate. You are you are if Roy Orbison was a ringer. Dead set. What is going on? It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's not... mate. I've, I love it. I've tried to I've tried to get myself in the most what's the word complimentary light, but it just seems very red, doesn't it? I've even got to putting things on the lights up, but it's still just the red tinge. Your face is looking <laughs> red. You got the speed <laughs> dealers money's on, mate. You your eyes are red there. as well. Oh, put them back on, mate. <laughs> so what? So what's your go? You're going to depot tomorrow, and 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 changing to the Monty is your first name, and Meander well, is your surname, or what's the, what's the go, mate? Look. As I said to As, if I can put a smile on someone else's face and at my own expense, I'm happy to do it. As you know, I've got I've got well three kids. Well, they're Tori's an adult, Jack's nearly an adult, and Lucas is third own. Silly me, as we do as parents, you try to get a bit of feedback from having two teenage boys. I open <laughs> the door. Jack was playing his game. He goes, "Fucking ridiculous." That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Jack said. <laughs> Lucas I, I, didn't I, look I, at me. Lucas looked away. It's as if it's as if he is also my own son. The way he talks about it, it's brilliant. I love it. Well, you blokes would remember the Looney Tunes cartoon, Sylvester the Cat and his son. Remember yes. when Sylvester couldn't catch, as we knew it was a kangaroo, but he thought it was just a giant mouse. Well, that's how I feel now with 
the response I got from my sons in relation to the new do. But hey, if no one, if everyone got knocked back by the first knockback they got or put down, they would never, the wheel would never got invented. So I'm just going to push through. Are you gonna, are you gonna walk around the streets like that tomorrow? Fairly good chance I may at some stage meander, okay. me, hang on, Monty meander like this, or yep. in a similar get up. Okay. Oh, Shout out to a good friend of the show. Good so friend of the show, Naomi. Naomi Dan's yeah. posted on response to my photo yesterday that I looked like Rick, Rick Astley. I might might even see a couple of bars of a Rick Astley tune. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> yes, lucky the I fact hold. You say no is the more chance I will, Alan. I know you will. So just, just a bit of feedback, though, mate. Where's the rest of your body? All I can see is your face. Well, you just got the the, the dark background. Right. Which... <laughs> I tell you what, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I, I'm going back to my childhood, like we used to go out in the backyard at night, pretend we were camping or something like that. That's exactly oh. what I'm doing. In the cold, I've got a got a very nice, great taste cup of coffee. Lovely. Uh, and as you said, as we said earlier, if my, my team can't win it, as I'm more than happy for the demons to get up and win it. Yeah, I, 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 I just reliving my childhood out in the backyard in the cold at the moment because we're not allowed out. It's you know it's Guantanamo, Melbourne. So <laughs> I figure, I, I figure at least I've got I've had my hour in the daylight. Surely I can get a little bit of air in the moonlight. Nah, fair enough too. Now <laughs> number fifty-five, great collage of photos and that as I didn't see him in there. In light of the game the Essen are playing this weekend, a bloke who for a short time wore number fifty-five at Melbourne, Luke Beveridge. There you go. Really yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think Bevo or Melbourne are really talking about that time frame. No, that <laughs> no, <laughs> he, he wasn't there for long, Bevo. But amazing with that. Obviously, going to talk about a lot of things tonight. But he had that added burden, and we've all at some stage been coached by our parents or our parents as a team manager. But Bevo's dad was the recruiting manager at Melbourne, not dissimilar yeah. to like the David Noble and his young son who is now playing at Collingwood. So I think often Bevo was he nah. had to be good to get. No, I think he knew he was just mediocre to shit. Better than us because he played. But <laughs> he did. Just on, he did. Just on that, when are we talking? Was that nineteens or because he wore forty eight for a lot of his career and then he halved yeah, it and I went think, to twenty four? I, I think he might have. I did a little bit of research, which might shock you both, but I think yes. when he first came on the scene, he might have been 55 playing reserves football, which is that they consider senior football, not a senior game. But, or, but then I think 48, as you said, when he became a more regular player. Did he play in that, but, did he play in that grand final in 1988? He did. As? He was just a pup then. He was just yeah. a pup. Yeah. <laughs> The amazing thing for him, and only because we played a lot of junior footy together and whatever, for a bloke who was probably about 5'9", at a stretch, just worked so hard to get to play the 100 and maybe the bit games he played over three clubs. Just, and you never, like if he walked in now and we were having a beer somewhere, he'd walk up and say, G'day, Kazuaya, and introduce, he's just a, a very down-to-earth bloke. What, the, what you see on the on the media when he's interviewed at whoever by, he's the same in real life. Well, just a uh, just a shout out to Bevo and his Bulldogs. Um, they got one chance this year only, so use it wisely, Bevo. Um, no, good luck. No, good luck to you boys. They're gonna, they're fucked. They're stuffed. <laughs> they cook well, this week. Yeah, they're, 
They're a chance at the moment. The game hasn't started. Put it that way. True. Um, I just want to do. I, just I thought Glenn. Before had, sorry, I just before we do it, because Glenn's frozen his hair. I actually thought the way he stood, the way he was absolutely still then, I thought he'd actually frozen in general. We can know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me to go next level, so I thought I'll put in a bit. As always puts in a lot with the show, so I thought I'd go a bit of bit of fun. Didn't tell you no. which direction next level, though, did he? Whether it was north, That's east. Okay, mate. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Exactly. Blank canvas, <laughs> level. Blank canvas. Yes. All right, so we're going to kick off. We're going to kick off and talk AFL first, and where we're going to start is just a little teaser that the AFL's put out in the last twenty-four hours. Take a look at this, boys. That's the teaser of the trailer. That's what the logo looks like for the finals, and then we're just going to have a quick look at a little vid on the final series. Some of the greatest players that ever played this game. Has never ever been in this situation. You've got to find the will to get up and go on with it. You get knocked down to get up again. Everyone's so committed. Others wish they had this chance. Do not waste it. Remember when you're tired and you think you can't go any further, you can. Do it and see how you go. This is our big moment, not just another game. Just never, never, never give in. You've got to show me on the gut and all the determination you've got in your body. We've come too far, let us slip now. I want you to make me the proudest coach in league history. The harder the fight, the bigger the prize. Oh, it's exciting, boys. We're not far away now. We're not nope. far away at all. No. Can, um, you, can you name the coaches who spoke then? I can, but we're not. If we're you not, want to roll them up, go for it, mate. Well, and I just probably five of the greatest coaches in that AFL slash VFL figures of all time. Cool. That's that's why I get the little tingles, yeah. mate, just from hearing some of it's those. Right, yeah, just hearing every, them speak. Every year, yep, absolutely. Um, all right, so we're just going to play a little clip on how your boys made it to the final. Bombers, there's so much excitement coming in the next seven days. The baby Bombers growing up fast. And despite spending just two weeks inside the top eight all season, Essendon are headed for the final. Well, it's just a simple line, isn't it? Essendon are heading for the finals. Boys, what a great feeling. What a great feeling. It's been a while. It's It's been... Yeah, I, 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 I was pretty happy. I was pretty, I'm pretty happy when we got there in 2019 under Wusha. I thought that was a bit of a, you know, stick it up everyone's ass for the whole drug saga back in 2015-16. And there was a lot of shit thrown at us. And maybe some of it was valid. Um, but I, you know, there were a lot of people that were down in the club could even get back to anywhere, any semblance of being competitive. And... Um, I think 2019 was good for us, uh, but this year, this year feels a bit different. Uh, and I, I know that two weeks ago I was on here and I, I kept telling everyone that everyone that said that you're not ready, you know, you're a year early to play finals. Well, this, this just proves to me that there's no such thing as that. You just get it, you grab it, you take it by the horns, and 
Yeah, we haven't won a final for 17 years, but that doesn't really worry me. Um, I just want our, I want our club to be the best it can be every single week, and uh, they're proving it. And if if they're exceeding everyone's expectations, they certainly have mine. Um, that's a nice little bonus. It's why you like footy. It's why you follow a sport. It's because you just love the the, the, the little moments like this. It's it just it's brilliant. Fucking love it. Yep, absolutely. Cuz, tell me about yeah, your bombers and what this my, means to you right now. Look, as a, as a dad, and as Lovey said, having look, Jack and Lucas as well, Jack being on year twelve, Lucas year seven. I've always told him to support your side through thick and thin. And as Lovey said, fairly or unfairly, we've got a few sort of things thrown at us over the last five or six years. Lovey and I spoke a lot of times over that time. What does Essendon stand for? What's their moniker? What's their what's their label? I, I feel like we've got a label now and a purpose. Obviously, I'd love us to win on Sunday. That'd be perfect. But even without that, the club has got itself to where SM belong as one of the power clubs of the AFL, playing good football. They're not they don't look like a minnow anymore. They don't look like they're intimidated by the sides. They've got a bit of belief. And that's the good thing about a young group. And I think there's a lot of similarities. I think you're probably maybe six months ahead of us at Melbourne. You've done the same thing. Like if someone has said to the three of us at the start of this year. Are we going to be looking at our sides? Melbourne finishing where they are, us making the eight. Well, none of us put us put them put our sides in. Didn't give them a chance. Now yeah. we're a chance, and, and I actually believe I, I'd go on a Sunday. I saw a couple of. Well, ha- oh, hang on, hang, hang on. Did you just say? I think now we're a big chance. I believe now. No, I do. believe. No, look, look. look. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, just hold that hold that thought, cuz, because we I need to no we need to discuss that. A little bit yeah, more in detail. If Jody, if Jody was listening, or Jody's mum and dad were listening, I don't think they've watched the potty yet. I am very one-eyed, and I will defend Essendon religiously. But for whatever reason, we lost our we lost our mark. We lost our our place as a powerful AFL club. You've got to give credit, yes, off field, but to the players, they've got that back now. So yes, winning a final would be the cherry on top, and I think they can. But where that where we sit now in the AFL is back where we belong as a power of the AFL, I think. Righto. We'll hold that thought. I'll come to you in a sec, Lovey. I don't know what part of a licorice all sort you are right now, Glenn, whether you're the pink bit, the yellow bit, or the black bit. <laughs> you have waxed and waned so often. Those car wash places are just they, they, they'd run out of business with you. It's extraordinary. No, nah, mate, I'm, I've always been loyal to them, mate. Always. I know you've been loyal, yeah. but your office, you were office only yeah. a month ago. Yeah. So. You couldn't have gone off the slide quicker. And now, yeah. mate, welcome back. That's all I'll say. All over it. Yeah. Get back on board. Get back on board. <laughs> if you speak and to people, here's... and you two know me pretty well, I'm pretty passionate about them. And I'm, as oh, I said, I'm looking, it's, it's, it's I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a completely different cuz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. actually wrapped from the boys because yeah. I, I think, and that's the good thing about having your club back in the eight, and as you would know as a Melbourne supporter, for, for my boys, like, yes, they love their basketball. Jack loves his Premier League soccer. But li- watching them watch the Collingwood game last week, even the Doggies game the week before, or the Gold Coast game as well, they were really up and about about the way Essendon were playing and how good this and were a big chance, which to me, that's fantastic. That's what you want. Definitely. You can't see it in the dark. There's a nice hook here. What the There's a nice hook here, cuz. You're right on it. Trust me. Hook, line, sinker, mate. I'm on board. Uh, I'm on the train. 
Now, Take one of two. our good friends of the show who loves his bombers. We all, I think we know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> one, one thing that I know with this young man, he's never wavered. He's never wavered. He's been passionate. He's loved them. Yeah, they got they got into the final. He booked his ticket, and then this happened. Can't oh, no. believe we're in the finals. Get my tickets to Tasmania. Oh, I'm just going. The, the the bombers are playing. Yeah, yeah, but gonna get t- tickets for. It. Can't go and do it, man. Oh, he, loves oh, God. <laughs> he is he is the best of the side. When you're well, an artist, you're an artist. He is an great, artist. The great part artist. is we've got the great Dave Cosma joining us tonight. Welcome back, Dave. Keep the lid on it, Cosy. Keep the lid on Bullshit. it. Bullshit. Take it off. Take it off. Yeah. How does it feel, Dave? Welcome back. Oh, look, mate, it's it's a bloody good feeling because uh, I've been listening to what the what the two bomber supporters have been saying, and it's true. It's been a long time between drinks. I'm lucky enough that uh, I, I tasted. I I kind of remember the 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 eighty four eighty five, um, but I fondly remember ninety three, and of course I remember two thousand. But it's just nice to. Yeah, I'm just feeling confident about it, you know. For a change, it's been what? How long? It's been 15 years that we've just been very average um, and had our, you know, big club and big name to sort of pull us through. But finally, finally, you know, you're, you know, you're right. It's just like we're playing some good footy and we're in there. And the AFL have got what they wanted. As much as, you know, Richmond have been dominant over the last however many years and, you know, Hawthorne before that and Geelong, whatever, they've all had their moments. But we, the AFL have wanted a um, uh, uh, an even competition. I think they've gotten that. And I think that's what's, the, that's what's exciting about, even if you, you know, we saw the Doggies do it in 2016, you, you don't have to finish on top dish, even though I know you're excited, mate. The minor premiers, you're there, you're bloody close, mate. But, you know, anything can happen. And... It's it's a lot closer and even than it used to be, you know. Back, you think back to when we used to love footy growing up and it was such a, you know, power forward or unbelievable on-baller or whatever it was that they they all had their great parts in the team. But now it's so evenly spread that, mate, anything can happen. So, I mean, I love this time of year anyway regardless, but it's certainly nice to, you know, at least we get one crack at it this week and um, it's it's good to be there. You raise, yeah, you raise a really good point, Dave, in that I feel like it's the first time in a long time we're not limping in. We, yeah. we, we've got we've got momentum. We're going into yeah. a first final feeling like, look, the other team will still go in favourites because of their, 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 their record for the year and they've got their stars. But, 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 but like, on, form, on form right now, yep. mate, I'm telling we're you. Right in we're right in I it. I think... You know, I thought the stats the other night, I think we're second, maybe third, but I think second in the last six or seven weeks in terms of form, 
the yeah. second most informed team. Um, yeah, behind, behind. So we, we are in, and it's been a couple of months that we've, again, we've finally just got, we've got the, yeah. you know, as good as Melbourne have done it all year. They've, as good as Richmond did it for the last five years, they had that, they had that nucleus there and they were able to it be fit enough and good enough and players that came in to cover injuries played their role and, and kept, kept the machine going. So at the moment, the Bombers machine is, is going pretty good. Um, and, you know, it's due to a lot of reasons. But as we stand here today, going into the game on Sunday, I, I haven't felt as confident for a long time. You know, typically going into any game, it's like, mm, I don't know. How, how good is it? How good is it though? You and I, we're like we're like true believers. Like we really believe that we're going to win this game, you know. Whereas you know, you got the guy down the bottom right there. He's only just jumped on now, yeah. And it's just not quite. Probably doesn't quite feel the same, you know. It's like a it's like a shadow supporter, you know. We're we're, we're too tiered. Uh, look, he's. I, I sense the. I sense Cars is getting a bit of belief. So it's 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 you know it's. Now's the time that we've got to unite, mate. Now we've got to unite, and we're all going to all bloody we're all dragging him along. In, mate. We've dragged him along. He's I, now on I, board. I, I appreciate you dragging me along, lovey. Much, but, but you spoke about your memories, Dave. Obviously, being the older statesman of the group, more mature, all that sort of stuff. I was there <laughs> in 1980. I was there in 1983 when we lost by 83 points. Yeah, it should have been a sign of what was going to come that my mum and dad were eventually going to get divorced because at the ripe right age of 13. My dad went home without me. Oh, so wow. I had to catch the train from, which I didn't mind, but from, from Richmond. From the game. To, from the game. Yeah, so he left and he got he got to Glenlake Station and thought, hang where's, on. Where's the kid? Where's the kid? Oh, where's Glenn? Oh, he'll be right. And I was on the next train. I said, come <laughs> to get me, Danny goes, oh, well, I was shitty we lost. <laughs> now, you haven't had the pleasure. Hopefully you do. As in lovey of both met the jeweler, as we like to call him. Um. Yeah. He's pretty passionate about it. Like, he was a bit of a non-believer as well, saying we're no good. We muck around with the footy. I spoke to him today, and he goes, geez, we're a chance on Sunday. I said, ah, the, <laughs> the wheel has turned. Oh, Tom, mate, yeah. and, and the apple doesn't fall far from, from the tree, the tree Thank it? you very much. And, we, and he, said to give you, he said to send his love to you too, Alan. But, mate, yeah, look, I can't, can't wait. Tell him to get stuff. I can't wait. <laughs> Can't hear. I can't hear. As you had your uh, had your tickets booked, mate, but sadly, yeah, Dan just wouldn't let you go, mate. Just tell us a little bit about this post, and boy, has it lit uh, up social media. <laughs> it's a funny one, isn't it? It's like you know, literally, you can spend five minutes. Hey, I called my George. I said, George, just just come and film this for a sec. So you know, filmed it in a minute and put it put it together in about another two minutes, and then posted it and. Um, yeah, it's gotten a it's gotten a little a little bit of love, and I think more than anything, it's it's you know it just made people chuckle, and that's the main thing, you know. I think, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that I've put up, and everyone that seemed to get onto it and share it and and love it and have a bit of a laugh. I think that's what it's all about. I think, and again, it's just bottom line, it's a sign of the times. Who would have thought last last year? Just you know, you think, oh, surely that's it, but to think that again, we're you know, the the, 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 the the grand final won't be played at the MCG and we're playing a lot of games away from the home of football, Victoria, um, over the finals. It's, it's a weird feeling, but I don't care, mate. I'm, I'm happy to watch it on TV. 
Yeah, I'll, yeah Dave, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it any way we can, mate. I've ordered the cheese board in, mate. We're ready to Bloody go. Bloody <laughs> Cancelled your skate. Cancelled your ski trip, as. Yeah, well, Dan's done that for me, mate. So there's no chance <laughs> of any any ski ski action this year. So, oh, mate, it's exciting. I'm I can just can't wait. And that to know that we've got two shots um, excites yeah. me even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can actually enjoy this first week of the finals, and whatever happens, happens. But and if we sneak it through, fantastic. Then we then we're a genuine. I believe we're a genuine shot after that. So, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. That's for sure. Um, and what but, a way! What what a way! What a way to 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 get the minor premiership! What a game! What a way to finish! I mean, you know, you yeah. got you got no doubt, Aaron. You would have been thinking three quarter time. Geez, I don't know what what's happening. Has the petrol run out at the wrong end of the season? And then bang! I mean, God. I'll be honest with you, Dave. I was it's just the I best that, sport. I'll be honest with you, mate. I was that devastated at half time. Yeah, I was ready. I was literally ready to pack it up and go to bed. And I thought, yeah, I was just filthy on them. I said, guys, how can you just let yourselves down? This isn't finals form. What are we doing? This, you know, this hoodoo ground. And then this happened. Yep. Put it on. Guthrie can send it long down the line. Big Pap chases after the football. It's out of bounds on the fall. And 50. He's played 50. Well over. So how do they find a red and blue jumper? Lever. Happy to take a little off it and just hope goes <laughs> What is going on? Chris Scott is out of his seat. And it comes down to this. Not since 1964 have Melbourne ended the season minor premiers. Now, mate, as, as a defensive coach, I'm asking, what is Tom Hawkins, what is Reece Stanley doing? If you watch the play, watch when Gorn runs down, Reece Stanley actually runs straight past him. No, nah, who cares? Uh, who cares? He's got well, I think it's great. It's, it's great. And the passion, Petrarca's passion in his interview, I thought that was gold. You can't script that. Like, he was yeah. that upset because he was that emotionally, how good is this? And genuine tears. So, mate, I'll, all I'll the best you, here. Unless we play I'll give you the best skill that happened in that whole passage of play. It was um, Jake Lever's kick. Yeah. It was so oh, it was perfect, pinpoint. wasn't it? Absolutely perfect. exactly what Gorney was going to do. Um, just put it into that tiny little hole. Don't lob it. Just just yeah. get it in there. So, yeah. he had a good run at it. It not too bit, far. It was one of the best kicks I'd seen the whole game. It was and just smart bit... enough too, Lovey, not to go for the shot. Some blokes think, shit, getting close no, to the end. but what, a lot of football, what a lot of players do, they'll put it within the goal square, five metres out. And you yeah, through the point. Yeah. Whereas mm. he, just, he just lobbed it. He put it right in the spot where Gorney could. Where, where, where Reece Stanley and Tom Hawkins, to your point, actually couldn't then 
get to penetrate it. Penetrate the contest. So best kick, best kick I'd seen in a long time under that pressure. Yeah, very interesting that that kick came from a backman kicking it into the forward line. Which it's rare. He knew exactly <laughs> where the backman didn't want it. Right? Yeah, it's and rare. That, uh, like a that's a great point. Going back to disappointments, 88, Jimmy Stein's over the mark, 87. How do you feel this time as opposed to those times? Oh, sorry, Keep mate. cataloging them. Yeah, sorry, thanks. mate. It's just history. Yeah, digging, digging deep and just covering me in it. Um, should we bring up Simmons? Should we bring up two thousand, or should we talk about that later? No, no, two thousand. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, oh, to be honest, mate, it's it's as you, it's hard to compare because we're completely yeah. different outfits as the generations yeah. move on. But completely mate, different. Mate, I'm club. still scarred. I'm scarred right, by yeah. eighty-seven. I'm scarred by eighty-eight. I'm most scarred by two thousand. Even though we weren't ready. Um, I actually don't think we're ready in any of them, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, I've let them go now. And this is the actual time that for the first time, I actually feel like we're ready as a team to make a difference where we didn't in 18 and we weren't, we just kind of weren't ready. We slack stuck in and, um, and we, we bowed out pretty quickly. So I think it's an exciting time. I think, in, I think in 2018 though, I think you were, um, you were sort of where we were. A lot of blokes yep. were playing their first final. A lot of blokes were playing their – hadn't felt pressure before and they wilted against the West Coast, particularly in the prelim, which everyone sort of expected, to be honest. But not this time. I think you, you, it's primed. It's ready for you guys. And there's there actually is no excuses for you now. But, like, to be honest, a bit like Port Adelaide, I don't think Port, Port have now run out of excuses. They've got two home finals. I think if they're going to put up and shut up, that's it's now as well. Otherwise, they've got a, they've got some players that are going to be a bit, a little bit, bit past it for next year. So for them, it's it's now or never as well. And yeah. I think that result last week against the Cats. I understand obviously Geelong's been a hoodoo ground and no crowds, but that steely resolve, like that belief that you're five goals down against a good opponent on their home turf. Yes, it was a kick after the siren and whatever, and there may have been a couple of controversial free kicks and whatever, but that belief that, hang on a minute, we're good enough to win this, and they went about winning it, and they actually, apart from the last questionable thing, their, their play in the last quarter was why they finished on top. They are clearly the best side in it, and they played accordingly. And I think yep. they believe they belong on top, and that's, as you were saying, Lovey, I think that's half the, half the issue with them. When you're not ready for whatever thing, you'll come up short. But if you play with that belief, whether it's Essendon 8th, Sydney 6th, whatever that might be, it's amazing how far that belief can get you and that steely resolve. And I think I think a lot of the teams in the eight actually think they can go all the way, which a lot of people think, oh, that's ridiculous. You've got to win, in some cases, three or four games. But I think on their days, the eight teams in it, could go all the way. Yeah, it's the most even it's been for years. So just on that, um, speaking of even and bets and things that we've done recently, Dave, <laughs> I just want you to yeah, here we go. <laughs> I just want you to bring us up to speed and put us on record for for kind of where we're up to in the in the great picket onion discussion. Not well, not so much where you've been recently, just in chasing chasing our <laughs> pot of gold. But let's get let's just get on the table where our current bets are at. So Lovey. You're good for 
six of the best. Well, yeah, yep. he put he put himself on the line for the uh, the Hawthorne Bulldogs game. He's come through, so he's just waiting for the delivery of the of the onions. And um, you'll probably be able to explain a bit better than me because I got a bit lost in the Bermuda Triangle of to and froing of <laughs> of the of the cuz of the cuz bet. But I think he's up for six half a dozen anyway, isn't he? Yep. Also, yeah, I'll get I'll get Lovey to explain just exactly what transpired because we we've got a little bit of crosstown traffic as far as who understands what and. Who understands where the bet fell in? So, Lovey? Yeah, no. I'll explain it very, very clearly. <laughs> so, initially, Glenn chose not to stump up uh, on any bets at all. And he thought that he would be smart and just be a coward and sneak away, sneak out of it and, and not put any bets on. And I said, well, why don't you back your boys in? Why don't you back Essendon in? Particularly this game against Collingwood. Let's have a margin. Let's call it 30-plus. And Glenn was going, ooh, no, no. He's starting to throw his boys out of the cot a bit and all the rest of it. And I said, no, no, stump up. Don't be a coward. Back your team in and get your 30, get your 30 plus. Surely, oh, Colin got a chance of staying under 30. So it was a pretty fair bet and an even bet. Glenn kept coming back, oh, I don't know, I don't know. In the end, uh, we got Glenn well and truly covered. And through the help, through my encouragement and my support, and my sage advice, I was actually able to get Glenn to uh, agree to Essendon. If they won by 30-plus, he would have to eat six pickled onions against the pies. And if they won by less than 30, he would be he would escape from the pickled onions. As it was, Essendon won by, I think it was 39 points. And um, now Glenn owes us six of the best just like I do. So there's 12 pickled onions that are up. Glenn and I have got six each. So I guess the next phase will be Aaron, you and Dave can probably explain how this is now going to transpire. I, I understand that Toll Holdings has put all deliveries on hold. Yeah, uh, the search is on. The search, so the search is, on. is on. It might be worth getting Dave to explain. They're all your good self. So I'll get Dave to explain Glenn, it. Glenn, Dave well done, though. Great work. You, you, yeah. you stumped up the courage. It was good. I really appreciate your sage advice that, that you gave me. I would say you put me into a corner, Dan Andrews style. I had no choice, but that's okay. But that's encouraging. I would like to know. I would like to know what our two esteemed colleagues. So I would like to give them some sage advice and maybe have them have a little six onions wager for one of the games this weekend. Well, the good news is you actually started to believe. We got you to believe, cuz. That was the most important <laughs> yeah. part. It took a bit of convincing. And yep, I, encouragement. Kept, I kept encouraging you on the text to commit and commit. And I think by default or by peer pressure, you eventually committed. You know uh, what, and then, Glenn? And then there's you started actually, getting nervous. There's actually a lesson here for Glenn. Oh, if you don't good. commit early and if you don't have belief <laughs> at an earlier stage, we will smash you down and we will bring you to a mental pulp before you go, okay, I now believe, I now believe, I'll put the bet on. So now shout, out to our, bet. shout out to our people who are suffering mental bullying and lockdown, <laughs> that sort of stuff. By the and you can thank us later. You know what? You can thank us later. We support all those sort of people. We're all, we're all here for a hug, cuz. A big virtual hug at the moment. You'll get a virtual hug. You'll get a virtual hug, mate. Don't worry about that. Dave, oh, just, so just, sunny's on. Just, <laughs> Dave quick in. just just in quick response to what Cus said before about me and you as um, 
putting our hands up. I can't speak for you, as, but I put my hand up for a game on the weekend that wasn't yeah. a Monty, and it was. I think if Carlton won, I would I would go the six. So I've, yep. I've given it to Craig. I think we've got to wait for maybe as at some stage to put his hand up. No, no, um, so. But so that's the focus happened. at the moment, the focus is solely and purely on Lovey and Cuz following yeah. through with the pickle yep. onion assumption. Yep. It is, but I, so I have up the is... ante. I have up the ante just for this weekend. Well, and next weekend potentially. Um, Lovey has got me to commit because I knew, I knew uh, Cuz wouldn't commit. And we've this is this is the one that's got us, got us over the line. The, uh, Lovey and Lovey and. Um, Cuz or the the new Monty Meander are a little bit excited about what's happening here. Is I've I've committed that, that I back my demons, and if they go out in straight sets, yeah. I'm good for a dozen. So six per game. And now it's not if they lose this week, I'm not taking the six. It's got to all. No, I reckon you got to take the six. No, 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 no. I want to see. I want to see the full twelve point effort at one point in time. <laughs> Oh, in fact, in fact, I'll even I'll even up it just to add a little bit more spice on it. I'll go the Baker's dozen as well. So we'll take thirteen <laughs> for the best. All right. So it's going to be a tough, a tough sitting. Let me tell you, if it happens. Oh but, my uh, god! Now, Dave, I think that's fill a fair one. In. I think that's. I we, think that's. You're putting yourself on the line there, Dish. I'm okay yep. with that. Big we time. might we might need uh, we might need two tubs, mate. So just tell us a little bit about the search for the great trophy that's been going on. Well, I've done my best. I tell you, <laughs> I, I walk into the first one and um, one, one job, mate. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm I'm giving it a crack. You know what can I do? I walked into the first place and um, she looked at me like I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> especially when I pulled out, especially when I pulled out the fifty, and I said, "Look, you know, like there's there's what there's five bucks worth of onions in there, and the jars worth fifteen bucks. I'm giving you fifty. Not interested." Um, so I've been into I've been into five all up, and everyone has uh, has been turned down. One guy yesterday, um, he looked at me and said, "Mate, I took over this shop uh, fifteen years ago." And this jar has been here since. There's no way I can sell this jar to you. So I don't know what it is. I think these fish and chip shops have got um, they've got close connection to their to their pickle onion um, jars, and uh, I'm finding it difficult to find a, a crappy jar of pickled onions to bring to the table. So um, many of them are willing. I had one lady actually bring out a different jar. And offer me to put the pickle onions in a different jar, and but but it wasn't an adequate jar. It wasn't a screw-on jar. It was just rubbish. I thought we're not going to be able to ship this to, to East Ringwood and bloody Montmorency, so you can keep that. Um, so I've I've done I've done I think I've I think I've expired my legal radius within lockdown of fish and chip shops. So it's either got to be off the shelf. Stocks either going to be off the shelf, or um, I might have to just BYO jar to the local fish and chip shop and get a dozen at this point. I'm I'm open to suggestions. So so are we eating from the same jar, Dave? Is that are we going down that path? Well, the plan was always to get one of those classic jars off the counter at, at the fish and chip shop. I mean that's you know, so I envisage exactly there you go, the pickle onion. <laughs> you know? That's not I pickle, think... that's a, that's a, that's a pickle onion right there. So I think what we're gonna have to do by the sounds of it is when lockdown eventually cease and the 5K radius ceases, those that are up for onions, well, there's at least two of us right now, uh, we'll have to take our own skewer 
we go to the fish and chip shop and we go and get one each and we just do it in the fish and chip shop, podcast that as we're going in the fish and chip shop at that point in time. Um, or, or even a step further, I think, I think obviously you're a little bit further away where you are, but most of us are not too far northern suburbs. Hopefully lockdown sooner rather than later. A local fish and chip shop always wants a bit of free advertising. Maybe the podcast at the fish and chip shop. Sure. Yeah. Bit of a bit of an well, a, outside broadcast. Either way, Dave can bring, Dave can a, bring couple, a guitar. There's a couple of good options there. There's a couple of good options there. I mean, you could. I mean, conveniently, you could just go and grab your six from your local. You go grab your six from your local, and we could all convene on the same spot and and have a big. Consumption. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind that. <laughs> hey, boys, I've got to jump off. I've got to jump off for ten minutes. I'll be back on in ten. No worries. Hang right, on, man. Catch us in a sec. Right. I think Love's yeah, going to the toilet. So I've, uh, have... I've just taken a quick grab... runner and and ended up at the fish and chip shop, mate, and have a look who's next to me. Get a piece of it. Oh, yeah, please explain. <laughs> can we, can we, oh, please explain. That's exactly where we are right now. So we're just going to put a little pitch out to uh, any of our fish and chip loving friends to this Friday night when you go to your local fish and chip shop. I need you to question. ask their current, your current great man who serves great you or lady. lady that serves you the fish and chip shops, for, serves you that great food and the minimum chip. Ask them firstly two questions. How much is a minimum chips and what do I get? That's the first question. The second question is how much for that big bucket of pickled onions? Pickled we onions. want the lot. No matter how many is in there, we'll take yeah. we'll take interest. The problem and is the this, last question. So you, sorry, sorry, Aaron, keep going. You're right, go for it. Going. No, go for it. I was going to say the problem is they're happy to sell you. The, they're happy to give you. I could have got as many onions as we want. Yeah. They don't want to the the, part, part with the jar. <laughs> We can understand it's uh, it is like a child, they don't want it. It is the holy grail, isn't it? It's the absolute holy grail of the fish and chip shop. Could we maybe go to the two dollar shop and get our own jar? Getting a jar is not a problem, but but if we get the mangy old pickled onions out of their jar into our new jar, the manginess and the oldness will still come with it. I know the jar's the issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. That's why I think Plan B is the way to go, which is you guys go to your local one with the with your own bloody Tupperware if you have to. Get them. We want we want six of your finest and grab your ladle because we want to. We want it. We want to. As Aaron has said, we want a little bit of that juice. Want a bit of that juice. Go on, mate. What was number three, buddy? Sorry, I interrupted you. Just before we do, Robert Wine, a good friend of ours from Canada, has jumped on six in the morning in Canada and asks. About those pickled onions, some float, some don't float. Which ones have gone bad? Do we do we dig to the bottom of the jar, and they're the good ones, or do we pick up the floaters? That's going to be a great question. We're going to have to solve. What's going on in this photo? <laughs> what is, Are the new ones concerned. on the bottom? Are the new ones on the bottom? That's the question. Very concerned about the bottom ones. They don't look. I'm not saying that a pickled onion has a life, but they look lifeless. That's right. That's right. Um, and the next debate we're going to talk through and discussion is in relation to the Great Dim Sim. Oh, now, we, we touched on this uh, last week, I think it was, and we, we're, going to, we're going to continue this one probably into the next episode. So 
the great fish and chip shop is obviously a great hangout that we we all used to have as kids uh, and we've continued it through traditions into our kids and it's a it was always a great friday night special generally was the fish and chip for me um was it friday night always for you cuz and dave yeah Pretty friday much. night always and, and it's funny now I, I still like fish and chips friday jody's on a pretty stringent weight loss and doing fantastically. She'll still have a couple of handful of chips. The boys are a bit different now. They, they, they're extravagant with their takeaway. They want the um, local souvlaki or something like that. So, But, look, I love a fish and chip on a Friday night, especially Friday night footy or back in the day before Friday night footy when I was a young sort of kid or teen, you'd watch the Friday night movie was always the big thing after you had your fish and chips. That was your... That was your one night you were, you were allowed to start late, Friday night and Saturday night. You're going back a bit there, cuz. This was probably more in these days, wasn't it? <laughs> no, hey, back, nice. back around those days. It was, mate, a while ago. But, Dave, I just want to thank you, mate. You came on. These boys mocked my appearance. As asked me to go next level... I posted I a bit of photo. I was going to say, did I not get the memo for the International Tom Cruise Day or something? What's going on, cuz? Well, well, mate, I'll I, take Tom Cruise. Mate, I've had yeah. a couple of good feedback. A good friend of the show, Naomi, on Facebook the other day, she said I look like Rick Astley. Yeah, it's a bit of that, too. I, I, yeah, Which, I, I, I'll take that. I didn't consider myself a ginger or a bluey, but I might have to go down that path and have a rethink and just might dye it's, the red. Why not? It suits you. I won't, tell you what the good, I won't tell you what the good lady wife said, but she did help me with the hair tonight to get it right. So it's nice. It's nice. That's good. The question is: Is it going to stay, Cuz? Will it stay to next week? Well, at least I know it'll grow back, mate. When I cut my hair, unlike two other members of the show tonight. I tell you what, I was going to comment on that photo I saw on Facebook. You've got a good bloody hairline, Cuz. I'll give you that. I'm very envious of that, mate. Mate, touch wood. I'm very lucky. Both my mum and dad are, are a lot good. of hair. Yeah, a lot of hair. Have, a look, have a look at that man. How can you <laughs> look at that? Don't scare people away. And a massive, uh, a massive shout out to lovely Rick too. I mean, have a look at the great <laughs> man. Never going to give you up. There you go. Now, mate, at work, and I have the absolute pleasure of working with the man to my. As I look at the screen left, your top right. Mate, the radio station we play at work has surprised me in recent stages. I'll give a shout-out to Smooth FM. Maybe a Ooh. sponsorship deal coming somewhere. Ooh. Mate, they've played a lot of your your man of, of late. My man? Oh, Aaron. oh have they? I've heard him at least three or four times in the last couple of days. There you go. There you go. Well, not surprising, mate. He's, uh, yeah, he's a no, bit he's of a star. He's a star and he's a stay when it comes to radio. No worry about that. And the other thing we should probably mention as well is um, a great loss to the music world, Charlie Watts. Yes. Passing away. Yes. One of, one of the, like I know the word legend is used a lot. Yep. But he was a stay with the Rolling Stones for a long, long time. Yeah, he was. He was, uh, he was a beauty, one of the absolute legend, no doubt about yep. it, in, in a legendary band. Um yep. You know, not not probably not a drummer that influenced a lot of drummers with the way he played. He was just known to be a really great drummer for that band 
and, um, you know, never overplayed and just played his part and was classy and was a gentleman. So, yeah. Um, I, it's, I heard it's just... Go on. Paul McCartney said that basically, and obviously, we know, no, obviously Ringo being in the Beatles, but Paul McCartney said the best thing about Charlie was he knew his place in that band and he played his role to sure. perfection. Sure. And then, as you just said, the next thing he said was, you'd never meet a nicer bloke. He was just yeah. a true gentleman. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I suppose if you go through your life and someone eulogises you at the end of your life, if someone said he was a pure gentleman, I think we'd all take that as the as something yeah. on our headstones. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, and again, again, pr- probably a surprise more than anything. We've, we've spoken about Big Keith before and know what sort of uh, hard life he's put himself yes. and his body through over the years and to think that, you know, probably the one you'd expect the least to go first, um, being Thank Charlie. God. Yeah, hap- happens that way. But, hey, they're all at that age and, you know, they've yep. done well. You know, thankfully, <clears throat> God forbid John Lennon was taken away so unnaturally um, at so young. But to think we've still got a couple of Beatles around and and members of so many great groups of, of you know, 40, 50 years ago is, is still still a wonderful thing. So... We yep. certain, certainly celebrate it when they uh, when they pass, unfortunately. We sure will. And just uh, a shout-out, great picture of, of the great Charlie Watson. We're actually going to rig up a Rolling Stones special in the next Beautiful. couple of weeks, like we've done with Tom Petty and yep. also David Bowie. So the Rolling Stones was actually next on our list, uh, ironically go. enough. Um, so yep. we'll have to def- definitely dedicate a couple of songs to the great yep. Charlie Watson. Yeah, Got a favourite Rolling Stones song off the top of your head, boys? Well, for me, because I le- it was the one that I learned to play and it was the one that when I got finally in a band um, and when I'm all of a sudden playing this song live with four other guys around me, having never done it before and it blows your mind, the song that really sticks for me is Honky Tonk Woman. Um you know, it's and speak of Charlie Watts, it's you know, it's the what what drew me into that song was that intro, that drum intro. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I want to be a drummer before I ever played a guitar. So, I yeah, that'd be my song, Honky Tonk Woman. Yeah, you paint, it, paint it black for me, mate. Yeah, um, I, yeah, it's huge. My two favorites, and uh, uh, give me shelter. Yep, and I, I just love the way he watching the music video of it when I was a bit younger, the way Mick Jagger carries on an emotional rescue, the music video that it's, it's just, it's a great song, but he's just a, he's the greatest, probably one of the world's greatest showmen. That's why probably half yeah. the reason the band was so successful for what they were. He was the ultimate showman before we had the likes of Robbie Williams and those Ed Sheerans and those guys today. He yeah. was the ultimate yeah. on the lead singer. And yeah, look at me. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, loved, loved both those songs. I just want to meant to do a special mention to a show we've got Saturday morning, which is a new time slot for us because this, this show is being interviewed out of well, Hey, hey, Saturday. Like, hey, hey, Saturday. Right. Hey, hey, Saturday. And Saturday, Saturday morning. Saturday morning too. So hey, by the way, it's coming back too. Before you, before you do, Cuz, it's yep. uh, a great artist called Keegan Hall. I just want to play a little video on who this, uh, who this great man is. Let me just find it. Keegan Hall, Keegan Hall, Keegan Hall, Keegan, my man. 
Keegan. The most talented person you've ever had on this program. The unreal talent for bringing real life to paper. One of the best artists, drawers in the world, hands down. So that's going to be super exciting on Saturday. It's, um, wow. We'll see how we go. But uh, he's he's commissioned in all sorts of places around the world, working with some incredible artists, doing a great piece of Dave Grohl at the moment and also raising insane money for some of these charities that he's associated with. And he's just about to start one with Eddie Vedder. So this was a, a quick startup piece that he did with Michael for Mike Jordan. And then this was the ending piece. And Wow. Phenomenal! What this guy is can that do a draw? Is that a drawing? Is that a drawing? That's a drawing. That is a drawing, mate. So, um, I really look forward to having him on, having a chat. It'll be great. That's that's a great. How'd you get him, mate? What was the connection there, as? Ah, uh, just a shout oh, out, mate. Just the, honestly, was literally a shout out and um, got him on. And just a, another one. So that'll be show fifty six and show number fifty seven. A good personal friend of mine from Canada, um, and great timing with the Paralympics being on. Um, is an old Paralympian goalie for ice hockey, uh, wow. Paul Rosen. Um, he's an incredible oh, story. And, guys, we just got to rig up uh, the right time to make this happen because he's an incredible story. He has been through some amazing trials and tribulations and has survived, come out the other side. So it'll be a really in-depth emotional chat with Paul Rosen. So I really look oh, forward fantastic. to number 57 Show number 57. I've saved that one for him being hit, that he wore number 57 as well. So let's bring back Lovey. Great synergy. Welcome back, mate. mate. I, watched a, I watched a bit of the Paralympics last night, and there was a bloke on there who won a cycling silver medal. And an amazing story. Like he had a, he drove a truck, had a truck accident, lost his leg in a truck accident, which that would be an unbelievable thing to try to deal with. Two other people who were in the accident, they were unfortunately killed. He got his life back together, started riding a bike and won a silver medal at the Olympics. Like, amazing. Just amazing. Yeah, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing is if you've seen any of the Paralympics, which has only just started, um, talk about incredible inspiration to, to see some of these athletes and hear their backstories, most importantly, um, and where they are now. And that's why I can't, can't wait to get Rosie on and have a chat. But um we're going to pick a sport each, boys, and we're going to report back next week on just uh, what happened with that chosen sport. So I'm just going to play a quick little teaser. It goes for a little bit, and then we'll come back because I dug this up just before, and it's it's phenomenal. Just let me locate it. Here it is.
incredible, mate. If that doesn't if that doesn't spark the emotions of some incredible athletes, uh, I don't know what does. But I'm going to go first with uh, with sports, and I'm going to go the uh, the powerlifting. So that that'll be an interesting interesting little uh, report in next week. So, cousin, I'm going to go to you, mate. Pick a sport. I'll go the wheelchair rugby. Righto. I'll go the. Um, <laughs> sorry, the sorry, love you. How brutal does that look? <laughs> Oh. It's it's the way I used to play footy. It was just full on, like it's just absolute straight line psychopaths. Um, oh, I'm I'm going the basketball, both both men and women's. Right, dirty rat, dirty rat. I was going to do that. Um, I like the thought of table tennis, but I might go rowing. Yep, yeah, right, eh? Nice. You're spelling yeah, that out man. for yourself, are you, Dave? Is I am, mate. I am. Okay. <laughs> I had to write it down. Uh, oh. My short term memory's no good, mate, so I thought I'd just better put yeah. top that down there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look forward to that, boys. We'll report in next week. All right. What yeah. we're going to do is we're going to finish off with the tips for this weekend's games. We'll just run through them quickly. Um, yeah. Where do we start? Let me see. So let's we'll finish off in order. Just... How the, how the top eight finished, most importantly. So we talked about how the how the run into the finals is going. Yes, and then the last three wins. Exciting. GWS the same. Port Adelaide, got to be the team that's on the best run for sure. Um, and Melbourne not far behind. So it's pretty exciting, that's for sure. Uh, Forms sadly, everything. Forms everything. The, the bottom dwellers being North, Collingwood, GWS, and largely Adelaide. So, about, um, who I'm sorry. So, hang on. Hang on. I'm so, sorry. What, what, what was sad about that bottom 10 there? <laughs> Not much for me. No, same here. <laughs> Not much for me. They get about them. We've yeah, seen plenty on. of those teams up near the top for a long time. So it's it's great that we've kind of flipped, flipped the ladder up for a while. So uh, where do we take off for this week? Go go in order as they as they fall, chronological. Friday, as they're playing. As they're yeah. playing. Righto, so we've got – let me just get to that. Is it what, a pity, what, a pity, what a pity they're not all being played at 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. Here. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the yeah. old days, A yeah, versus B, so. C versus D, E versus F, G versus tomorrow, H. Tomorrow Thanks, night mate. we've got Port Adelaide and the Cats. Over in Adelaide. Uh, you got, uh, I say Port. Yeah, I, I think Port. I think Max Gorn. Has ruined Geelong's premiership chance. So for me, I think Port as well. Right. Well, I think we're all on Port. So let's go margin. I reckon by twenty-two, Port. I've got eight. Are you I'll writing this? Are you writing this down as or me? No, Cuz is going to Cuz is going to recap. But you feel free to write them down, mate. I don't think you Cuz Cuz doesn't know how to play back. So Cuz can't see what he's doing at the moment. So just just um, you know the big O. How, how many, Lovey? Lovey Port, how, by how much? Eight points, thanks, mate. This is, like ordering, mate. this is like ordering uh, fish and chips. This is great. Yeah, port by 22. <laughs> all, of the min- all of the minimum chips, flake, Cousin. two dinnies, chicken onion things, mate. Go, <laughs> Rick. <laughs> Good on you. Uh, port by 17. All right. And I reckon, I reckon, <laughs> port, I reckon port, by, port by five. All right. What what's next, Az? Fucking smuggler. Right. <laughs> then we go to then we go to Saturday. The battle the battle of the bridge. That's that's not the, in the bridge. It's down in Tassie. 
We're going with Sydney and GWS, 3.20 p.m. Mills out, GWS, 12 points. Yep. Close one. It's a close one. Oh, I'm going to back um, the Swannies in. I'm going to back the Swannies in, and they're going to go with 19. Oh, Ooh, okay. It's comfortable. Yeah. I'm going GWS by 34 points. Oh, jeepers. Big swing. Yeah, okay. I'm going GWS by 15. So you right. go Sydney as Sydney, yeah? Yep, Sydney. By 19, cool. Sydney. Sydney. Um, and then Can't the, do that. one of the most, yeah, <laughs> one of the most exciting games of all, uh, for, for me anyway, Melbourne. And the Lions, Saturday night, 7.30 in Adelaide, of all places. You go first, As Your side, mate. What's your margin? Oh, look, my margin... Are you doing... Are you being one of those dicks in the Herald Sun tips where they don't give a margin, are you? Or... No, no, not, not at all, not at all. I've got to go in confident first game. I'm going to go with 24. I think we'll... It'll be close. I think it'll be close, but I think... Uh, yeah, four goals in the end. D, uh, Melbourne, Mel- Melbourne, Melbourne. Was, oh, sorry, lovey. Go, mate. Melbourne you by go. seventeen. Lovey. Yeah, I've um, thanks. I've got uh, Melbourne by fifty-one points. Ooh, I'll be very happy with that. <laughs> as much as I want to see as these six pick on onions or twelve in two weeks' time, I think Melbourne will do well. Cozzy. I say I say Melbourne twenty. Righto. I suppose the the part I want to know from you, Lovey, just expand on that a little bit. How does the fifty one unfold? You know, does it fly, does it fly out early? Oh, yeah, you know, this could be, this could be another onion. I want to know how nervous I've got he to be. Wants to know why you are so confident that they're going <laughs> to win shy of ten goals, Lovey. That's right. Well, first of all, can this be another pickled onion? Will you shut up, Roy? I'm talking. <laughs> um, the the two the two things I think of about that game is um, Brisbane away aren't as convincing. Haven't been all year. They've been okay, um, but away from the Gabba, I think they're quite vulnerable. Um, and again, you look at the form line. You put the ladder up before. Aaron, and winning form's good form. And I think confidence is always a key. And I reckon as long as Melbourne have a really solid first quarter, and I think if they if they have a solid first quarter, I reckon they, they can go on with it. I know that, yeah, Brisbane have won four of their five, but they haven't been that convincing for me. So I, I, I not, not against real good teams like Melbourne. And I think if Melbourne can punch away to a three, four goal first quarter lead, it, the 51's on. I tend to agree, like that's a good case you make. I can actually see Brisbane, because of the way with the COVID situation and not getting a chance to possibly go home for a final, a, a heavy loss to Melbourne or even like a five-goal loss to Melbourne, they could do straight sets. Hmm. So Aaron has to have 12 onions if Brisbane straight set it as well then. <laughs> yeah, can, we, can we put that disclaimer in? If Melbourne winning straight sets... No he's got no hope this weekend or next weekend then possibly, so it's a bit rough. Come on. No, no, no. It's it's Melbourne only. Melbourne straight sets. It's 12 onions from Aaron. 
Right. Right. I don't think it's going. I don't think it's going. I don't think he's got much to worry about. All right. Now let's move on to the decider, the Bulldogs versus the Mighty Bombers. Sunday afternoon, three twenty time slot. It's exciting times, except it's in Tassie, where we all can't be. Hit me a little. That's right. I threw my lid out on Monday. I don't care. (laughs) What lid? <laughs> look, I've right. got, got the bombers. I know you've given I'm, me a bit I'm of stick. Go, I'll go first. I got the bombers by forty. Yep. Forty. For how much? Forty. Ooh, I like it. I, I think for, uh, twenty points. That's good for you, Kaz, because you weren't a believer up until seven days ago. Um, I've got. I, I reckon twenty-five points. But Essendon, right. of course, yes. Peter Wright to kick 12. <laughs> He's equipped with 25 points. Great to see some confidence. I'm, I'm looking for the close one to finish the round off. And I'm going to oh. take the Bombers to win by two with a kick after the slow <laughs> Oh, no. I couldn't, I couldn't cope. I could not cope with it. No, you may have, the... Aaron, you may have three cardiac arrests on this podcast oh, next time it's oh, on. Yeah. Absolutely, I might not have any. I might not have any compares with that's, me next that's week. That's when you. That's when your Apple Watch goes off its head, going. You, your heart rate's going three, up. You're, <laughs> you're not. Three. You're not moving. What's going on? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I've just received a couple of texts from uh, another lookalike, the great man. Oh yeah, no, we yeah, uh, the great man, Roy Orbison. Cuz I think uh, there is a little bit of similarity there for sure. Yeah. Oh, have a look at it. I'm not even no, no, no. fit to. I'm not even fit to tie Roy shoes, but thank you for the comparison. It's got nothing to do with his talent. You just you got the same bouffant. That's right. The old Lionel Rose is pretty similar too, just quietly. <laughs> yeah. Well, as much as she'll Roy's never watch does, a podcast, Roy's doesn't look, at, Roy's doesn't look as broken. Well, the only podcast that Jody will watch is maybe the Pickering podcast. Monty Meander, the the Monty Meander. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, We've got to put the posters up, aren't we? We've got to put the oh, posters big up. Time. I could be a rock star. No, you can't. Shut up. I think I'll, 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 create, I'll create one of those posters, you know, with those little slot, the bit down the bottom with the little tear off. <laughs> and they can, they can give Kaz a text just to keep in the loop, you know? Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at don't, that laugh. don't laugh. Don't laugh. He will do that. Don't laugh. He will do something like that to me. There's nothing nothing sure. Oh, it's a great tribute nice. wall there, Dave. That is magnificent. Have a look at it. Oh, you can't forget old mate either. No, nah, well, that's true. I think we just need to do a handstand to set it up the right way. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. We got the idea. We got the idea. You're gonna get a vertigo. Now the um, lovely better half, Dave, who I said will not watch a podcast, but the fairly good chance she may watch the Pick on Onion podcast when that eventuates. Uh, very good with her positive feedback about Maluka Madu and that sort of stuff over recent times. But um I'll give her the feedback that you think I'll be a bit of Roy Orbison. I'll I'll take that on board. But 
More Tom I'm Cruise. I'm not quite yeah. sure. She, in a lovely way, the other day, and the best thing about Jodie, she's very honest. That's why we get on so well. She, just when I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself, she can put me back in my place pretty quickly, as lovely and as can both attest to. When I was doing my do the other night, I said, what do you think of the hair, honey? And she goes, it looks ridiculous. But you know what you look like? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking Elvis. I'm thinking all the famous people. And she goes, you look at that guy from Carlton, that president, with your big squash nose. <laughs> big Johnny Elliott. <laughs> wow, yes. that's not bad. <laughs> Thank you, Wes, for the that's, disclaimer. That's, Thank that's you very much. Just- that's you could have you could have probably aimed your heights a bit lower too. Elvis is a bit bit of a bit of a stretch straight off the bat. I would have probably thought you know maybe maybe Rick Astley, but big uh, Johnny Elliott, pig's ass. Mate, I, don't think of, I don't think of Elvis anymore, mate. I think of you, mate. Every time I hear the King, I hear you, Dave. I think we might finish with the destruction that is the Carlton Footy Club at the moment. Yeah. What, yeah. Are the, what a sad he has state of himself. He has handled himself through this immaculately, David Teague. And then the president today, I don't know the president, but then to go and say, oh, we should accept some of the blame for this. Well, no shit, mate, because you were on the board for, I think, four of the appointments that happened before Teague. Yep. I think the amazing part is is he actually came out, the new president, and actually said they're going to play finals next year. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you just put yeah. your head straight on the block, you know? The um, the amount of pressure that's going to be on that club going forward, that's whether David Teague stayed or went. There is no there is no option other than winning going forward. Because yep. if they don't start winning, I don't know what they're going to do. No, so essentially they're not going to they're not going to start winning until such time they, they change their culture. They've got an endemic culture now that they still believe they should be at the top of the tree every single year, which is great. It's a nice aspiration to have. But in this day and age of equality in the competition and, and all the rest of it, you've got to temper that a little bit. Yeah. By chopping your coach every three years, like they've done, I think, since Brett Ratton. No, earlier than that, even since when they sacked Wayne Britton. If you go back yeah. earlier than that, I think Brett Ratton got five years. But it's not just the coach. And to Glenn's point, um, the president and that, and those two those two wankers that were sitting out there the, at the front this afternoon, uh, gasbagging, saying that the club's going to change and they're going to play finals next year, they have to understand they're actually the root cause of what's going on at the Carlton Football Club. And until such time they make that change or until such time change is made across that board, because culture comes from the top, doesn't matter, business, whatever. When you when you choose when you pick and choose who you think can do things good for you, and you don't actually put yourself in the gun like that. Um, that's that's just not that's just not going to make anything any better. And and here's the kicker: this review hasn't even finished, or well, it's finished, but it hasn't even been finalised. It hasn't been uh, publicly uh, put out there yet. What if the root cause, what if it is the committee that's been told you have to go based upon that review? So you've, you've sacked a coach and then the people that have sacked the coach, they've had to sack themselves within the space of a month. Where does that now leave the club? They've got, they've got no coach. You've now got a trade. You've now got a trade period and a draft period coming up. You're coachless. Your committee's rudderless. 
who in their right mind would honestly want to go and coach or be involved in that football club right now? And that's a genuine question. It's, it's, it's an absolute. It's a, it's a. It's an absolute mess. There's been three that straight off the board this afternoon. So Judd's gone, Jeannie Pratt's gone, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but he was very integral in the rebuild of Optus Oval. Um, so he believes his job's done and he's out. But it's fair to say the three of them have gone, and he, well, they won't be the last. And now I'm hearing all the classic stories we were hearing with the Collingwood Footy Club regarding. Yeah. You know, extraordinary general meeting and all those things where the members are really going to, it's going to get ugly. And from an Essendon and a Melbourne supporter to see two of the biggest power clubs imploding. Oh, it's fantastic. That's an exciting time. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, it's like you're going to McDonald's and it's that bottomless cup of coffee. It's the gift that just keeps on giving. You know what's even funnier? You haven't even, you haven't even spoken about Hawthorne. Let's not let's not gloss over that. The way they got rid of their greatest coach since John uh, Alan James is is hilarious. You've got a dysfunctional uh, president, and you've now got a green behind the ears coach who's already seen as a bit of a little shit. And I, I get the impression he's only got the trust of a certain number on the playing list only as it is. Um, I can't wait for Hawthorne to be battling too for the next number of years. It, it, it's just. Life's and wonderful. it's not like we sit back here <laughs> with glee. It's we've we've copped it. It's like yep. the bombers have copped it for you know we yep. had a good run in the eighties and into the two thousands a bit, but in the nineties. But we've copped it the last ten fifteen and we years. Meant, and, and, you know what, Dave? We were meant to keep on copping it for another five years yet, and look what's happened. And we still cop it. I had someone the other day. Yep. The first time I spoke to them and met to them, brought up the saga, and it's like, mate, it's nearly you know. Give it a break. Um, well, that's what, and Melbourne copped it too, too. Like when you got done for um, when you were supposedly tanking, like every like every other club that finished last is done, yep. and you were down the bottom and you got caught. So they got you at a, when you were at a weak moment as well. So I say the karma bus is a bitch and suck it up, Hawthorne, Collingwood and Carlton. Yep. yep. Saludo. Anyway, for cut for all of them, really, the opportunity and and the and and the and the, the thing that should drive them is that even competition, you know, if they get, and yeah, it's a rabble of a situation at Carlton who would want to go there, but it may be a really amazing opportunity for a big name coach to go, I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to muck around with that culture. Exactly. Lovey. It's a hundred percent. That's what, that's what truck did at the start of the year. They pissed off the worst fold um, culture and they created this new culture very quickly that, you know, you see it from, you see it with a coach, you see him embracing and, and you see the passion. That's that's culture. So they've got a chance to turn it around really quickly and to make it happen. That's the exciting I thing. I but if it doesn't do happen, if it doesn't happen, oh, my God. For Carlton in particular, because Collingwood, Collingwood have given their supporters as much as I, I, I love the fact that they haven't won a flag, but they've been pretty close in the last five or six years, and they've given their supporters something, you know, yeah. something to, to, to look forward to. They're going to have a dip now. I don't think it'll be a five or ten year dip for them. But Carlton are coming. You know, how long has it been that they've been promising and nothing's happened? There's no, there's no option other than success for next year. And if it doesn't succeed for them, I can't imagine what's going to happen. I, I tell you what, the coach, the coach, the coach that needs to come in is going to have to have the thicker skin of all time. Who gets the gig? Yeah, oh, Clarko's yeah. ruled himself out. So who gets it from now? Well, it's interesting because half the carton, half the carton hierarchy didn't like the way Ross Lyon conducted himself last week. So 
But I wonder if that's the half. I wonder if that's the half that's just walked. So, yeah, exactly. Roscoe. what are the chances of Nathan Buckley getting the gig? Nah. Here's the way. Here's why I think that might work. I reckon either Buckley and Pendles go to Collingwood in replace of Stuart Jew right now, or they have Dewey. Or they have Dewey in place for twelve months, and then Clarko steps in after that. That's how I I can't see Buckley going to Carlton at all. Not at all. And this is a question, and I don't mean this to be a smart-ass question. Is Jude done that bad a job? Yes. Culture. Yes. Culture. Yeah. Sadly, the place has been a rabble well before Jude got there. Um, but, but I think... He's, I think but he's started, done Lyon, started moving Ross a few Lyon, chairs, but not enough. Ross yeah. Lyon has proved at the clubs that he's been to that he can get the culture right, and he can get that he can get those teams that he coached from a shitty position into grand finals. Yeah, did it did it with both the teams he coached, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did it with Ferro and St Kilda. Yep, yep, right. You know, he yep. did it with both. So he's that's who they need. They need someone like him. They don't need a fringe coach. They don't need a starter startup coach. They need someone to go. They need a Ron. They need a Ron Barassi of today. I, you know. The, 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 the smoky out of all this, to me, is still Brad Scott. Yeah, I just struggle with thinking he's got the ability to create culture. But I reckon at North, I think he, talking about what what Ross Lyon did at Ferrance and Kilda, to an extent, Scott did that at North, getting into yeah. those prelims. Yeah, with, maybe with, I'm and, wrong. Maybe and I'm no, wrong. Disrespect, no disrespect to the list, to the list that they had. They had... A couple of good players, but they had a lot of average players who he got the best out of. Like they got what well, that year they beat us in the elimination final and got as far as a preliminary two out of three years. Both years they weren't favoured to make finals, let alone go as far as they did. So he, I respectfully, Dave, I think he's probably good at getting the culture out of a club, yeah, especially no, a club I'd, that I'd, I'd take hasn't that. got a big supporter base. Has always been that that club. When everything's going bad, oh, let's. He's passionate. He's passionate. I mean, him and yeah. his brother, they're, they're passionate, and that goes to me. That speaks. That that's, it's it speaks a lot. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there, boys. And speaking of passion, go the demons and go the bombers. <laughs> yep. let's get it going. <laughs> an exciting time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is gold. Absolute gold. Look forward to it, boys. Love... Can uh, I ask, Dave, which fish yeah. and chip... Have you been to any fish and chip shops in the Monty or no. Lower Plenty area? No. I don't know. All right, I'm throwing that out to you, Cuz. Um, Lovey... Sorry, not Lovey. Cozzy has exhausted his 5K radius. Yep. We're going to hand the baton over to you, being the next fish and chip expert for Friday night specials. We're going to, if you can't get your local, which this is really going to test your relationship with your fish and chip shop, you might have to actually buy some something. So let's have a look. <laughs> <laughs> if you can, see if you can get it over the line for us. See if you can get it over the line for us. We're going to leave it with I you. I might cousin. have to buy something. Thank you very much. Well, you know. Thank that you, boys. That, you know, like a little kid, he stands at the door and waits for the guy to just go, hey, mate, he's a dimmy. <laughs> that's, your, that's your next Monty Meanderer, mate. You've got to get to as many of those fish and chip shops as you can. No that's excuses. Right. 
Look forward to it. There's three in the area at least, cuz. So we're going to pan the mantle over to you. Just a yep. little shout out to every one of our friends that's been on this great show. So what's been happening? Have a good week, boys. Go See you, guys. See you, boys. Go Bombers. Go Bombers.